Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows. Welcome to Travel First with Chris Coleman and Alex First. Welcome to a special additional episode of Travel First. Chris Coleman, not long ago, was in the United States. My name's Alex First, and he, of course, looked around extensively among the places he went to, SeaWorld in San Diego. Now's the time to welcome the man who did all of that, Chris Coleman, g'day. Greetings to you, Alex, and I'd like to start by asking, have you ever been to, well, have you been to SeaWorld in San Diego? No, and, I haven't. No? I've been to other SeaWorlds, though, and I have frolicked with dolphins, which was a grand experience. So you've been to SeaWorld on the Gold Coast in Australia? I have, yes, yeah. a few times. Yeah. It is, and we need to put this straight up, up front and centre for Australians, SeaWorld on the Gold Coast, not owned by the same people who own the SeaWorld ah. parks in the US. Oh, so we should... We, we, look, similar theme, lots mm-hmm. of ocean activities, uh, lots of lots of uh, ocean-dwelling animals, lots of family entertainment and so on. But, yeah, just a different chain, but, but the same name. There are th- uh, SeaWorld parks across the United States. Uh, uh, the one I went to, obviously, in San Diego, just north of uh, the city of San Diego, but they also have parks in uh, Orlando in Florida and San Antonio in Texas. Uh, so, yeah... Uh, and I believe the experience largely the same across the three parks with them being uh, the, the, the chain of parks. But I've been to Australia's SeaWorld on the Gold Coast a couple of times. Straight up front, tremendous experience. I've loved it there. Um, but again, just repeating, not the same chain. So let's talk about SeaWorld in San Diego. Now, SeaWorld in San Diego opened in 1964. Uh, as the name implies, it is a combination of uh, marine zoological park and animal show centre and there are rides there there are obligatory rides and i think these days you can't have a theme park without having some sort of rides of course SeaWorld, also the controversy a subject of some controversy in recent years over its killer whale breeding program and shows in san diego and in the last couple of years there's been announcements that the breeding program is going to finish and that they're going to change the shows to focus more on the whales as the magnificent ocean-dwelling creatures that they are, as opposed to the acrobatics and tricks that they've had them perform in the past. So, so it's a very—it's a really vexed issue, isn't it? Because oh, it I mean, is. Whether, whether you're talking about zoos or whether you're talking about facilities like SeaWorld, not necessarily in one or another place in the world, but generally those sorts of organisations, they're always going to be controversial because there'll be those people who say, well, animals shouldn't be held in captivity full stop. Then there'll be others who'll say, well, hang on, if they're treated humanely but they're still not in their, their, their native and natural environment, how else does, do most people get to see them? Well, maybe that's not the point. Maybe you need to put them in their natural environment. You can't, you can't win at everybody, and regardless of the amount of effort that goes into it, there'll be obviously an, a, a large proportion of the population that won't be satisfied. So is, is there one solution? I don't necessarily think there is other than it's kind of like in New South Wales, they've now banned greyhound racing, right? Other states at this point haven't banned greyhound racing. 
different people are going to come to different conclusions. One of the things that's happened in recent years is that zoos have changed their practices, not, not zoos, circuses. Mm. I mean, not, not only in recent years, but going back a few decades now, because mores, society mores change. One of the most horrific things, as far as I'm concerned, is not what you're talking about, even though obviously there's controversy associated with it, but killing elephants for their tusks, right, which goes on to this day. And there's, there's community outrage around the world, and yet it still goes on. But there's also practices where human beings are stoned to death. That's outrageous as well. Human beings seem to have a propensity for controversy and doing the wrong thing as much as they do the right thing. Generally speaking, my impression from visiting these places, and I want to get your opinion, is the care that is shown towards the creatures in captivity is excess, extreme in a very favourable way, notwithstanding that some people won't like it. No, indeed. And what we saw, and this wasn't just with the, the, the killer whales, the orcas, it was with every other animal there, ranging from the sea lions to the otters to... Uh, there was even an eagle, and a, uh, which I actually had slipped my mind until a moment ago, a, a, a gentleman with, a, with an eagle that he had uh, there. You can tell that the keepers love the animals. They, they want to treat them uh, nicely, treat them kindly. Uh, and, yes, while there is a change... In, in society, uh, you know, and I think SeaWorld is doing the right thing to respond to this. So on to the orca experience. On the day we visited, there were two orca shows scheduled. One, Orcas Up Close, which they called an educational experience. The other is the One Ocean Show. And from what I was told by some people there, the show that was on the day we were there compared to the show that would have been on, say, three years ago, They've already downscaled it a little bit, so it has mm. a couple of jumps and a couple of spl uh, tail splashes, but it doesn't have as much as the acrobatics by the orcas as it used to. What I would suggest is, if you get the chance, try make sure you get to the underwater viewing area. Now, look, the show itself may not be for you, but check it out from the underwater viewing area if you can, because from there you can see these amazing creatures underneath the water uh they're, they're also there on view outside of the show environment uh and for what it's worth on the day we went it wasn't exactly the warmest day so the, they weren't up to much but it wasn't the kind of day where you necessarily wouldn't want to get splashed by, right. <laughs> by the water okay. so yes. the, the other thing that amazed me is is the size of them i thought they'd be about you know dolphin size maybe a bit bigger than dolphins they're huge orcas yeah. they were much bigger than i was expecting them to be but if you do go to the one ocean show there is a very good reason why the splash zone is called the splash zone i know you went and saw singing in the rain on stage in <laughs> melbourne recently and they called the front three rows there the splash zone similar deal you go to the orca show the one ocean show sit in the splash zone you will get wet indeed you will get very very wet uh, so I think we've sort of we, we, I'll move on there. I don't want to dwell on that because there was so much other stuff going on. So let's go to the park itself and SeaWorld. As I mentioned, it's about fifty years old in San Diego, but it is a park. It's gearing up for a lot of changes. There are a lot of new features that are going to be added over the next twelve to eighteen months, in addition to the changes to things on the Orca Show front. Uh, how, how long did you actually spend there, Chris? Uh, we were there for about five, six hours. Were you? And, and just a basic question for those people who haven't been there but may have been to Gold Coast, significantly different one to the other or similar? You can, you can tell there are, there are similarities, but there are, there are also differences. Um, right. And I think, and I mean this with the, with the greatest respect to the guys at SeaWorld, and they did 
they, they, they did compliment, give us complimentary entry to come in. You can tell that there's a lot of changes coming to the park because there are, there are some parts where it does look like some parts of the park are marking time until right. then. The other thing I should say is we also visited very early in, in summer and the weather hadn't warmed up and not everything was operating because the park wasn't full and chockers. Mm -hmm. And I think, again, on a day, on a hot summer's day, when there's a lot of people there, it would be a very different environment. Got it. Mm -hmm. now, across the day, lots of shows you can choose to attend. The Dolphin Show, which drew a decent crowd. Uh, again, given that the, the, the park wasn't overly busy when we went, that was that was a good sign. The Sea Lion Show is funny. Um, and there's a non-ocean show, which... Uh, we didn't see all of. We caught a little bit of uh, of it, but it's basically dogs, cats. Uh, there's a pig, uh, you know. So it's to draw the kids into something that's not in the water. Uh, we didn't see all of that because I was more interested in the marine life um, side of things. But uh, there are a number of shows there. They vary from day to day. The timing can vary as well. So what I would suggest is check their website, which is SeaWorldParks.com, before you go, and and the, they give you actually a schedule there as to what's on. I'm not sure how far ahead it goes, but they certainly can tell you on the day you're going what's on, so it'll help you plan your day there. Um, I would also suggest, if you're planning on spending the, the day there and you're going to need a meal or two, explore the what they call the, the, uh, the all-day dining option because the food, compared to other parts of California, the food was a bit pricey uh, at SeaWorld. So, all day, sorry, I'm, I'm fearful. An all-day dining option. Basically means you can keep going back in. Uh, yes, and I, I was going to say, so, so what you can eat whenever you want to eat at any time of day or night kind of thing, yeah? Uh, well, they call it the uh, the, the all-day dining option and they say pay once, dine all day. You can enjoy all of your favourite foods from your favourite restaurants uh, and you can eat as often as once every hour until the published restaurant closing time. <laughs> <laughs> cost you 35 bucks American, so it's like, let's say about 50 bucks Australian, but it's, it does mean that you're not tied to a restaurant booking. And if you are, gonna, if you are there for, say, say you're there from midday till seven o'clock, and you say so you'll have lunch and dinner on site there, you'll save money by doing it that way. Question you may not know the answer to this, but can you, if you are clever enough, could you bring your own food in, or are you not allowed to bring your own food in? I don't think think it's encouraged we certainly weren't bringing our own food and i know that at, uh, at at disneyland for example you can't take your own food in i didn't ask the question uh at sea world it's it's quite yeah. common i mean a number of venues around australia as well the the one football ground that i go to had traditionally not allowed you to bring in food from the outside sort of uh, vendors and whatever they've changed practices recently but uh, obviously it's another way that uh, you know claim they claim money and uh you know, that, that's that. I can't think of any other reason they wouldn't do it uh, otherwise. But the, these parks cost a, a lot of money to build, and I suppose that you have to build that into your day out there. No, indeed. And as I said, the uh, uh, the seawater San Diego is about to undergo some fairly major changes. There's there's a lot of new things happening there over the next twelve to eighteen months. So again, you know, they are investing heavily in there now. Uh, according to their website, which I've dug up while you were talking there, sandwiches, meals, snacks, etc., and flavoured drinks may not be taken into the park. You can take a water bottle. Okay. Um, but if, if you like, you can take your food and you can duck out to a picnic area outside the park, next to the park, and then go back in later. So if you have the picnic mm -hmm. basket in the car, you can use that as an option. So uh, that's, that's the food side. Now, let's talk about the rides. Yep. So, because uh, it, it, it's a theme park and uh, I said there are rides. Uh, Shipwreck Rapids, it's great fun. You'll get wet. Mm -hmm. um, it's... it's uh, 
Uh, is is there an age? I mean, again, you, you've got to be certain height or whatever it may be. And I, I always struggled as an adult with that. <laughs> <laughs> the wee man struggles. Um, yeah. Uh, hey, listen, just call me vertically challenged. It's okay. The the no no, I'm not really that short, but I I am short, but not that short. But it it, it is always one of those things that. There's a marker on a lot of these. Is is that the case or not? Uh, they do have on some of the rides. I look. I'm I'm six foot one, so I didn't really pay a, a huge a huge uh-huh. amount of attention as to which rides had it and which rides didn't. I'm six foot one as well too. Okay, yeah, yeah and you sound it too. Yeah, I am in my mind. Yeah, okay. it's it's good. It's you know I, I I've been sitting there aspiring for decades now. Hasn't yet happened. It may still. <laughs> Just put you on the rack for a while. Um, but back to Shipwreck, shipwreck Rapids. Uh, it's basically, it's a large, say, a large raft with uh, with a very large inner tube. So say nine people, maybe ten people in chairs. Uh, you hold onto the circle in the middle and you go through a river and then just when you think you haven't actually got that wet, you will get wet right at the end. Uh, they have a very clever... Uh, a very clever thing just outside Shipwreck Rapids where, you know those hand dryers you get in bathrooms? Yeah, don't tell me that, what, there's an all-body dryer? There's an all-body dryer. No. There's an all-body dryer. What does an all-body dryer look like? uh, It looks like a, a big hand dryer you stand in it and and it dries you sort of oh yeah it will certainly take away the feeling of being soaking wet but if you have copped it wet all the way through to your underwear and your socks uh it will dry you out a bit but not a lot you do have to pay for that too by the way on the day we went it was cool so we we decided to use it afterwards which was not how a much does idea. something like that cost uh, it was about six bucks i think you know? yeah. so in other words you need to fundamentally if you want to avoid that you need to put a backpack on and, and have a change of clothing uh yes a backpack on or, or a poncho would be the other thing we didn't think mm. we'd get as wet as we did on the shipwreck rapids the other thing they've got too is um squirt guns so that people who are watching the ride can put a dollar in and squirt the people on the ride so very clever there's additional ways that you can get wet so if your friends go on and they think they're not going to get wet and you don't go on it you can make sure they get wet nice yeah i like Gee, that's great. So retribution is alive and well in San Diego. Oh, it's, isn't it just? No, uh, in a nice sort of way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's all fun. It's all in fun, yes. And, and, and it's all fun and games until someone gets soaking wet, yeah. Uh, yes. They have the Dayside Sky Ride. It's the classic gondola ride. You wind up about 25 metres up. You go out over a bay. Uh, you come down. Unlike most gondola rides, though, they don't make you get out at the other end. It just turns around and you come back. They take your photo at the halfway point if you wish to purchase your photo. The Sky Tower is impressive. It's... I'd like to say it's 100 metres tall. It takes you 100 metres up. It takes you to 98. No. What, what, it do, it what, what, get... they, they've gypped us at the last two. What's going on here? Come on. Well, I, they, they measure in yards over there. So oh, right, it, it's, okay. yeah, But when I looked at it in metres, yeah, it's actually 98 metres tall. Uh, it takes you up and you, you it spins, basically. The cabin goes up the pole and spins slowly. Did you do the all pole. of these? Yeah, we, we did the ship of records. We did the dayside sky ride. We did the sky tower because on the day we went, we were lucky it wasn't busy. It wasn't insanely so there long busy. Queues. Yeah, so there weren't long queues. We only had to wait a few minutes for, for any of these rides. Uh, and we we went on the journey to Atlantis as well. Now, you know the flume rides where yes, you, I do. you sit in the big hollowed out log and you go down and you splash at the mm. end? This is a com- It's very clever. It's a combination flume ride and roller coaster. See, I, roller coasters sent... I mean, I know they're meant to do this, but you, your, your stomach ends up near your throat. I'm, I'm not a big fan, but you are. Obviously, uh, I'm not a huge roller coaster 
fan. Journey to Atlantis is, in in relative terms, a, ge- a fairly gentle roller coaster. Oh, is it okay? But you you know you go through, you get you get the flume ride, so you get a bit wet. You can get very mm. wet depending on on how lucky you are. And then it goes up through a slight roller coaster part. It doesn't go upside down. It just goes very fast around a few corners and away you go. It's a great fun family ride. And th- th- this is the theme that I think I'm going to keep coming back to about SeaWorld is that it, it is a family experience. We went as a couple, and I think it would have been more fun if we'd had, uh, say, a teenager or or the grandson in a couple of years' time when he was five or six years old. I reckon it would have just would have been more fun as a family, just because of the, the the variety of things there. There's also a manta roll, what they call the manta roller coaster. We didn't go on the manta roller coaster. Okay, we so watched. That, it goes very very up. fast, and yeah. it, it it's your more more. Uh, modern roller coaster ride. Uh, it has a touch the animals section at the entrance as well. Now, mm-hmm. if you do go, like I said, on the day we went, it wasn't overly busy and it was given some of the other crowds that we, we saw at some other places we went to. That was awesome because we didn't have to wait a lot. Like I said, we spent maybe five hours there. I can see on a busy day that would easily double without any trouble at all. Um, you can, however, buy head of line passes. They start from, I think, around 20 bucks American, which gets you basically to the front of the queue. They call it the the quick queue, and uh, you can actually get yourself through there. You can also buy a package which gets you to the front of the line for the rides and reserved show seating, which is about 30 bucks American. You can do that, and again, you can do that beforehand uh, on the internet as well as at the at the gateway. Do we know how much overall, uh, I mean, if somebody wants to go as a family, what it costs to get in and, and, and get a quick, you know, sort of avoid the Q-type ticket as well? I mean, is there some sort of indication? The, the, the tickets the tickets change in price, and, and, and this is something I found at most of the theme parks over in the States. The tickets will change in par- in price depending on the time of year and so on. Ah. Uh, if, if you are talking about a, a, a daily ticket, budget on minimum of 70 bucks. you might pay $100. Uh, they offer various packages and again i'm talking about american money here because that's that's the that's the currency we were dealing with there 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 was a a package on offer when we were there which i think included all day dining your admission and a a second visit free if you wanted and i think you could get it on the internet for about a hundred dollars right i think to buy it at the park was 200 bucks is that right wow you, That's a big you, saving. And this is this is huge advice. You will, almost without exception, and this doesn't just apply to the theme parks we're reviewing uh, at the moment on, on uh, travel first, you will almost without exception save money by booking on the internet. Check out their websites beforehand. Uh, and the other thing is most of them these days will include on their website a map of the theme park so you can actually try and plan your day a little bit as well. That applies to any of the theme parks you go to. Uh, and SeaWorld also does combination uh, tickets that include Disneyland Resort and Legoland uh, or uh, Aquatica San Diego or the San Diego Zoo uh, and so on. So there's all sorts of other de- uh, other combinations available. So if you're planning your trip, again, check it out on the website uh, because, again, those combinations will save you money. Good stuff. Good good uh, recommendations for people as well. And I think overall, I mean, that's the way the world is, is working, that booking things online where there isn't the human handling element so much where, where computers do it all for you uh, yeah it, you can you can make some some tremendous savings it's it's fascinating because it cha- i mean i suppose it it changed during our generation if we go two generations further forward 
I wonder how much computing is going to pay a part in everyday life compared to what it's, it's doing already today. I can see it advancing in leaps and bounds. Hopefully, human beings still... Re I mean, the customer service side of things, I was curious, if, if you wanted to speak to somebody and you wanted to know where something is or whatever, are there people from SeaWorld walking around? There are. There's plenty of staff around. Again, again, wasn't the busiest day while we were there, and I think the staff numbers may have reflected that, but there were certainly people around uh, there. The information booths at the at the, the entry, and the, the entry staff were tremendous. I've, I've got to give them a thumbs up. We got there shortly after the park had opened for the day, and they were tremendous, telling us what shows were on, where to go, which way to go for, for various things, uh, and were very, very friendly on both our way in and on our way out of the park. So I can't fault... Oh, that's good. That's I can't did, fault the customer service. Did you notice the age group of the people who were there? Like... And you, you're obviously, you know, we're talking about a, a gentleman who is sort of, uh, you know, a middle-aged gentleman, if I could call you that. Let, let's go with that. Call, call, call both my wife and I middle-aged and we'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. So in terms of the, the most people that you encountered, and obviously you weren't there in the busiest time, but in terms of the age bracket... Around a bit younger, a bit. Look, of, you know, there, where, where... there was a there was a real mix. There, mm. I didn't see a lot of of older couples. Uh, you know, I didn't see a lot of say your, your more traditional grandparents, say your seventy year olds or your sixty five year olds. There were a lot of people, a lot of parents about about our age. There were a lot of teenage groups there, and again, I think that was possibly because of the time of the year. I think we were there just at the start of the the summer break holidays, so I okay. think that was probably why. Mm -hmm. uh, and. Uh, a lot of younger kids, a lot of parents with younger children. And, yes. and, and again, I think, like I said, we enjoyed our day there. We enjoyed other places more. But as a couple, in, uh, I'm, look, I'm in my mid-40s. As a couple of that age, you're probably going to enjoy it more if you take kids with you. Yep. So, uh, and again, probably the younger teenagers and, and, and the, say, the five to eight-year-olds. You know, the, I, I think there's, you'd get a different experience with those. I don't know if, if it would necessarily hold the attention of a 16, 17, 18-year-old. Mm. Yep, I understand. And yeah. I, I mean, the, the answer is what I would have anticipated, but I, I, I'd like to... I, that's why I wanted yeah. to find out whether it was what, what I had. It's been a while since I've sort of gone to SeaWorld and uh, on the Gold Coast or, or anywhere else for that matter. And, uh, yeah, that, well, that's good to know. Yeah. All yeah. right. So, Pl so plenty, of, plenty of animal displays, by the way. I should mention these. And you, you get the chance to touch... A lot of animals. And that's a real thumbs up for me. Yeah, for, the from tactile. This. Yeah, the, 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 the touch tanks. You can touch bam, bamboo sharks. You can touch the crabs. Um, there was also uh, the cleaner fish that will come up and actually nibble on your hands, which is is weird. My but... wife has had them nibbling on her feet. <laughs> Not at SeaWorld. I don't think they'd let you stand. No, 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 no. She, she. <laughs> this was. This was in one of the Asian countries. Ah, right. Not, not how to get thrown out of a theme park. Just take no, your no, shoes no, off no, and stand no. there and the cleaner fish. No, go she, for it. Yeah. They, and she, she actually said it was quite a pleasant experience. But, I mean, yeah, it, I suppose it's just the thought of it. It's kind of like eating a blue banana. Yeah. yeah. Now, I should mention the other animals, by the way, too. Uh, they have a section called the Wild Arctic Ride. Uh, now, that's a ride which is a, like a, a gigantic helicopter simulator type, right? It's fun. The kids would enjoy it. Uh, so it's fun. And then you go in there, you go in, you get to see the beluga whales. And you mentioned beluga whales in a movie review. I did, I did. Weeks ago. Yeah. You actually get to see them in the flesh. That was Finding Dory. That was Finding Dory, yeah. And, and you know, they're big, they're white, and, and the bulbous noses. And, again, the, the, the display is set up so you can see both above and below the water. Uh, and I think, I'm not sure, because I, I didn't ask, and, and shame on me, I didn't actually look it up. 
I think you can actually potentially go swimming with them. I'm not sure, but there are there are opportunities if you're so inclined and have the money to to interact with some of the animals. After the beluga whales, then you go to the polar bears, and I love polar bears. Yes, and I if- do too. I haven't seen many, but I mean, see, this this is again where the discussion comes in. How many polar bears do they have? There was uh, there was uh, I think about half a dozen, but I didn't see. Didn't, uh, we only saw one of them swimming. Oh, did you? We were okay. there. Mm-hmm. But if you have never seen a polar bear swimming from underwater, yes, you know it, it is something I really do recommend. Get, get you know it, it was worth doing, and I'm a I'm a huge rep for it because they are these big lumbering bears. But when they get underwater, they are just so graceful mm. uh, in there. Uh, and there's also a penguin display, which was kind of funny because. They've kept the penguins on the Antarctic clock. So you go in there and because at the time of year we were there, it was approaching summer in America, but approaching winter at the South Pole. So it was very, very dark. Uh, and, and penguins are plenty, but you, it takes a bit of time for your eyes to get used to it. Some little kids didn't like it very much because it was so dark. Right. So just a word of caution there. But again, very clever display uh, and, and great to see there. And of course... They don't have the penguins and the polar bears in the same enclosure because the polar bears are from the North Pole, the penguins are from the South Pole, and never the same. Ah. We must point that out. Thank you for doing so. My favourite ride of all time anywhere was Ghost Train. Uh huh. I just thought I'd mention. Oh, that. okay. Yeah, there's no. We're, go- we're talking rides. We're just. We're, I mean, that's all right. Yeah, there's no. I, I, there's no Ghost Train at SeaWorld. No. This was apropos of nothing. I just wanted to t- yeah. tell you. So. If, if you were to buy me a special present for one of my... Ah, so, send you on the ghost train. Send me on a ghost train, yeah. Okay. But, but, but I, I don't think any ghost train I've ever travelled on hasn't really changed in 50 years. No, well, the ghost or, trains don't. Oh, yeah, there's, 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 a good one at, um, there's a good one at Disneyland, but we'll get to that in a future okay. edition. We will get yes, to that. Yes, let's do that. Yeah. Uh, the other animal I really think is worth a special mention from SeaWorld before we wrap up is, is otters. They're so cute. And oh, they, you yes. know, they, they, they will swim on their back holding a rock. Uh, they are so cute. Really? Yeah, they will. They do. And it is so oh, cute. Oh. They are so much fun. Uh, my feeling is SeaWorld San Diego at the moment is at a bit of a crossroads. It has changes coming up, and I think it's going to be a better park for that. But having said that, if you're travelling to San Diego, a, a journey to San Diego is not going to be complete without spending some time at SeaWorld. Well, it, it's interesting to hear this because, I mean, I suppose I haven't been to San Diego yet. You hear about San Diego Zoo. Right, I mean that's something that's talked about as well. Yes, uh, I, I I didn't realise that it was as I, you know it was such a an institution as well that it's been it's fifty years old. So I mean this is the other thing that when you're talking about any exhibit of any sort, I mean hotels are refurbed after a number of years as well. So it'll be fascinating to see if you went back in ten years' time or even in five years' time, what what the the place how the what changes would have been instituted and and how how more i suppose whenever they institute change generally speaking it's it's upgrading facilities so i'm i'm sure if it's good now it'll be great in a, in a few more years no indeed indeed it uh, uh when when you go to san diego the, the there are places to go and i'll talk more about san diego again in in travel first down the track but there's the uss midway uh which we went to there's old town which we went to there's coronado which we went to uh we didn't actually go to san diego zoo mainly because i didn't want to rush through 
a great tourist attraction like that. So we didn't go there, but a lot of people uh, said it was worth going to. Uh, so yeah, but th- these places all, all invariably will come up in the in the you know the top ten list of things to do in San Diego. Well, and the there's, thing, th- there's a lot to do there. You can Google. You know, this is the other thing that it's so much easier now. Uh, in, in terms of getting onto the internet and sort of, okay, you've got a limited amount of time, what is it that you want to do? And there, there are independent reviews, if you like, that are not tainted and, and you can look at people's lists and decide you know, what it is that you must do in your two or three days uh, or whatever time frame you've got. Thank you, Chris. It was good to, good to hear about San Diego SeaWorld or SeaWorld San Diego and uh, we'll catch up with you and everybody else listening uh, in the next edition of Travel First. Indeed we will. Indeed we will. Good to speak to you and Alex. Take care. You've been listening to Travel First. For more, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the full podcast at Audioboom, Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com. Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows.